0: Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday, the 31st of July. You're joining us on the second Sunday of our new series, Another Look. And in this post-pandemic world, we're taking another look at some of the things that are very familiar to us. This week, we are going to take another look at others in our lives, at the people that are around us and how we react to people, And why we should want to have other people in our lives after spending a year where we've or a couple of years where we've been keeping people at a distance. So we're going to be taking a look at that together. But do remember that New Horizon is coming up starting on the sixth of August. And on Sunday the 7th, that's next Sunday, we have a special guest from New Horizon uh, coming along to speak at Burnside. So there will be no uh, pre-recording of the service for next week either. Uh, That is uh, uh, Alan Wilson, who is a former pastor of uh, uh, Stuart Baptist Church. He is now a lecturer in the Bible College in Belfast, and he's recently written a book called The Crucible of Leadership, which is all about leadership from the life of Moses and what Moses can teach us. So do check that out before Alan comes in just over a week's time. So let's worship God together. And today, as we take another look, we're taking another look at others in our lives. And that involves us, as Paul says, being able to look at ourselves properly so that we can see others properly. Paul says in Romans 12, "...for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment." in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So Paul's reminding us that we need others in our lives because we're not to survive as individuals. We are to be part of the body of Christ with lots of members of that body all coming together. So let's turn to God in prayer and let's ask his blessing upon us in this time together. Lord God, you are the maker of heaven and earth and we gather in your name today. We come as living sacrifices to offer you our worship and thanksgiving, our praise and our prayers. Come among us, living Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Transform our hearts and minds so that we may recognise your presence, hear your voice, know your will and walk in your way. God of grace, you call us to be different from the world around us, but the world is seductive and so we come here to be strengthened today. God of vision, you hold before us an alternative way of life, different priorities, different loyalties, different values. But we know that the world is not only seductive, but powerful. And so we are drawn into following its priorities, accepting its values, showing loyalty to its gods. Lord God, who blesses the meek, the peacemakers and merciful, forgive us when we lose sight of these qualities, when we misunderstand their role in the world. For Lord, we ask all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We're going to read together a very short passage this week, Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 to 12. And here we read, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Amen. And we pray that God will bless to us this reading of his word. So today we take another look at others in our lives. One of the challenges of COVID has been the isolation. Subconsciously we began to view others as a danger instead of as a blessing and it's very difficult to reverse that mental shift that has taken place because I am sure we have all been in situations where we meet with others and then a few days later we're told of a positive test and we wait to see if symptoms develop in our own lives and we view everyone suspiciously again. It's a hard cycle to break. Some seem to be able to dive straight in and get back to the way they used to be. Others are cautiously dipping their toes in the water and there are many who are staying at a distance. So I want to be very clear about what we're looking at today. This morning is not me standing here telling everyone you need to stop hiding away, you need to get back to the way things were. That is not the purpose. What we're doing this morning is taking another look at others. We're going to the Bible and seeing what God says in his word. And then each of us needs to evaluate the risks and work out what we are happy with. But what we need to be careful about is that covid does not blind us to the benefits and the needs of others in our lives. And this is not a case of of preaching to the converted this morning. This is not saying, I'm at church, I'm out and among people, therefore I've sorted out my approach to others. No, this is all of us, whether here or at home, taking another look at others in our lives and working out what God wants us to do. So, as the little booklet points us, we are going to look at Ecclesiastes 4 and verses 9 to 12. We're going to ask ourselves, what am I beginning to see differently? What am I beginning to see differently about my need of others in my life and about others' need of me in their lives? And we're going to pray a prayer throughout. God, help me to better see and appreciate the part others play in my life and the role you call me to play in theirs. So as we take another look at others in our lives, it is a case of numbers. One, we had to be isolated. We have to be careful. The easiest way to avoid COVID is to be a one. Don't ever meet anyone. Don't ever go out. And while that was forced upon us for such a long time, we realise at the start of verse nine, two. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. And while the majority of what I say this morning is going to be centred around two, I'm going to give a little spoiler alert. By the time we get to the end, we're going to reach three in verse 12. But more of that later. For now, let's just stick to two. Two is a message for society as a whole. Even if we weren't trying to cope with COVID, there are so many who are isolated in the world today. So many who are lonely, who have got so used to their own company that they find it difficult to be with others. There are many who have decided that they are a burden to others and have simply hidden themselves away. But we need to realise the two aspects to looking at others. Although we need others in our lives, others also need us in their lives. Helping is rarely one-sided. Friendship is rarely all take and no give. Often this passage from Ecclesiastes 4 is read at weddings and it is very applicable to the marriage relationship. But that also narrows its focus too much because these verses are about any relationship that we have. Two is better than one. So why are two people better than one? Well, as we read in verse 9, Two can help each other succeed. New Living Bible translation of verse 9 is as follows. Two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. The Good News Bible translates that same verse. Two are better off than one because together they can work more effectively. When we might feel on our own, another person around us provides the support that we need. And when another person is struggling, our presence could be all that is required to help them. When we look at others, we shouldn't just be thinking about what we can get out of this. We should also be seeing what we have and what we can share. Taking another look at others is as much about our ministry to others as it is about us getting what will benefit us and help us. Helen Keller once said, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. So why else are two people better than one? Well, two can help each other up as we read in verse 10 of Ecclesiastes 4. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We might need picking up. Or we might be the one who is picking up. Either way, two are needed. Henry Ford, who's better known as an industrialist than a theologian, knew the sense in this. He said, Coming together is the beginning, keeping together is the progress, but working together is success, helping one another up. Imagine being in the position of having no one to help, and yet that is where many are in the world today. That's one of the struggles of living in the modern world and thinking that it has to be done as a one instead of a two. There are many who need picking up, picking up physically, but also picking up emotionally. A word of compassion and kindness, a simple prayer, a short phone call can lift up anyone who has fallen. Another reason two people are better than one, well, two can keep each other warm. That's what we learn in verse 11. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. And how can one keep warm alone? The context here is of being caught in extreme conditions, fighting for survival. The most basic need to make it through the harsh coldness of the night. Left to battle alone is a dangerous position to be in, but with a friend, there is hope. The writer of Proverbs puts it, In the same way that iron sharpens iron, a person sharpens the character of his friend. We keep each other warm or sharp. Cooperation brings advantages that are not there alone. The church is an important place for us to find friendship, to find those who will help us in the difficult times, to find those who will keep us sharp who will challenge us whenever we're cold to the world and need to melt our hearts in compassion. This may be painful at times, but it is what true friends are for. The Amplified Bible gives us from Proverbs 27, faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love and concern, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve his hidden agenda. Two will keep each other warm. The final reason given that two people are better than one is two can protect each other. Look at verse 12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Having someone else for protection Two can more easily defend against the attacks of others, whether that is physical or even verbal. Just having someone else to talk to lightens the load and gives perspective. Paul encourages us to take this one stage further, to not just defend others but actively seek to help them. He says in 1 Peter 4, most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love makes up for practically anything. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, cheerfully. Be generous with the different things God gave you, passing them around, so all get in on it. If words, let it be God's words. If help, let it be God's hearty help. We're to protect others, we are to help others. Two are better than one. Now, as we come to the end of our passage in Ecclesiastes today, the writer then takes everything he has already said one stage further. He says, you know what? One is, or two is better than one, but there's something even better than two. And that is three. Verse 12, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. As we take another look at others and see the reliance that we have on others and they have on us, there is something that will make this all even better. And it is not just the addition of a third person. When I read this passage at a wedding, The application is that two is better than one. Two come together in marriage and are stronger than they are apart. But the third strand in the wedding cord is Jesus. If you bring Jesus into your marriage, then it will be even stronger. And this is the application here for any relationship. Two friends will be better together. And when those two friends also have a friend in Jesus, then that relationship cannot be easily destroyed. The message from Ecclesiastes is more than just practical advice. This is spiritual advice. We have a saviour and we bring him into every relationship that we enter into. So let's take another look at others in our lives. And let's ask ourselves, what am I beginning to see differently about others? About the need of others in my life? About others' need of me in their lives? And then pray that little prayer that's on the booklet. God help me to better see and appreciate the part others play in my life. And the role you call me to play in theirs. So let's pray together. Lord God, today we take another look at others in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for the blessing that others are in our lives day by day. And we pray, Lord, that we might be a blessing in the lives of others. Lord, we realise that it is more difficult to discern the contact and the time that we spend with others in the current climate. But Lord, give us wisdom and help us to see the truth of your word that two are better than one and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Lord, help us to better see and appreciate the part that others play in our lives. And help us also, Lord, to see the role that you call us to play in the lives of others. Help us, Lord, in everything that we do to bring glory to your name. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining with us in this pre-recorded service. Do remember you can come any Sunday at 11am to join us for our service in Burnside. And you can also watch the service live on the website each Sunday as well.